And I'm John David. JD! Hey, Bo, good afternoon, man. Man, good afternoon to you too, sir. How you doing today? Oh, I'm doing great. Yeah, doing great. It's been uh, been a fun fun day, and uh, man, just getting some good good content time in with you, and um, yeah, man, it's been, been good. Okay, I'm excited, man, because, you know, the episode we're going to be doing today, it's a Finer Things episode. Yeah. You once got on to me because of like, you know, a certain type of episode, the kind in which pairs certain types of things with certain other types of things, Ooh. the kind that cannot be named, uh, the kind that, that longtime listeners know came up so many times, the kind that now... Only long-time listeners know what we're in reference to because new-time listeners don't know what I'm in reference because to. Because we, but we've kind of bonded to not talk about it. We, ever we decided to never bring it up again. Yeah. We decided never to. If 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 you hear it again, it's a sign of the end times. Right. Like this is the reality. So my point with this is that you used to say about that potential series that it was self-indulgent. I still challenge that concept on its own however okay, as we've danced around it so that we danced, don't so that we don't you know create a terror in space-time continuum exactly right exactly <laughs> here's the thing i would argue no that wasn't self-indulgent this is this new series finer things is the most self-indulgent of all the series <laughs> things that we've ever done absolutely but i still say we can do more. We can be more self-indulgent. And that's why you and I are heading to Las Vegas for the Las Vegas Pipe Show. Ow! All right, man. We're going to the Las Vegas Pipe Show. It is exciting, man. <laughs> that actually that was a phone. Right? That was like somebody ringing. Hello? Yes, know, right? That was like Las your, Vegas Pipe Show. Your phone running out of battery or something. No, we're going to Las Vegas Pipe Show, man. Fall of 2022. It's in October 21st. That's right. That's right. And uh, go to Vegas Pipe Show right now. Go to right now, VegasPipeShow.com uh, right now. Do it or do it this very soon. I mean, if you haven't got your tickets, and, um, you, what are you doing? Get you need, to, you need to buy your tickets. That's right. Uh, you need to book your room at the hotel and you need to book your flight. Uh, to to Las Vegas. We're going to uh, be performing live from Las Vegas. Yep. This is something that uh, I think it's fair to say that when we started this podcast almost 10 years ago, the end game was always we wanted to perform in Las Vegas. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> it's, not, yeah. it's not true. But it's awesome that it's happening and you could be there for it and we want you to be. Uh, that Saturday at 5 o'clock we'll be there performing at the uh, at the, the studio stage and, and really excited for it. Shout out to Brian Levine, our good friend who is, uh, is, is you know, quarterback in this entire thing and, and just, you know, this is the one that you're not going to want to miss. So again, uh, Las Vegas uh, International Pipe Show, VegasPipeShow.com is the place to go to get all the information. We got that also in the show notes for this episode as well. All right, man, we are doing a Finer Things episode, and this week we're talking about speakeasies. Mm. Okay, so you know the funny thing is when you think of Jackson, Mississippi, you don't conjure up imagery of speakeasies you probably come if you know it at all <laughs> you know you you <laughs> might you know you might kind of conjure up you know imagery of like oh it's mississippi it's like maybe backwoods and you know the pearl river and water yeah. that doesn't look like water you know like all of the <laughs> like, like you might have well, like maybe some civil war stuff yeah, or fried chicken blues, or blues. you know the movie the help you yeah, know you had that yeah the, yeah, that that's that's about it. Uh, yeah, I mean, so so you've got you yeah. got you know so really there's a there's an awesome pipe shop there. There's there's a pretty good pipe shop out there. Yeah, but here's the thing, man. Jackson, Mississippi, actually has some pretty legit 
speakeasies. Yeah. And I think we'd be remiss because we're doing a speakeasy in Houston and there's a reason for that. And we'll talk about that in a minute. But I think we'd be remiss if we didn't give credit where credit is due and say like when people make their pipe pilgrimages, if you also like a speakeasy. Go to the apothecary. The apothecary. This yeah. is a speakeasy that you actually walk through a like a diner. It's a diner by day. It's yeah. closed during the night, but you walk through the diner to go to the back room. Yeah. And it is a classy, sometimes the music's a little too loud, speakeasy. Yeah. And it is, yeah. it's, it's, it's a really great experience. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. And yeah. you wouldn't expect it, but it's there. And that's the beautiful thing about speakeasies. It's something you wouldn't expect, but then when you find it, it's almost like a magical-like experience. This gym. Yeah. 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 You kind of, you feel like you have to be in the know to find it. And that's right. most of the time you do. And then when you do find it, you're like, okay, well, I'm, I'm cool now. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm part of the in crowd. You know, so <laughs> when we moved to Houston, uh, you know, one of the things that we were trying to find is like, where, you know, where do we want to go hang out? When me and the wife have kind of like a date night, where do we want to go? And, you know, the speakeasy is almost constantly the thing that I throw in like a Google search to try to figure out like, okay, what's what's a good speakeasy you know <laughs> and i feel like we have seen especially over the like the last 10 years or so this you know the hipster you know like we're we're, we're we have been the predominant like like buying power you know like as a as a consumer segment right yeah and so people have been trying to accommodate like accommodate that and create something and so you have this like vast amount of attempts at a speakeasy Sometimes it's legit, sometimes it's not. Yeah, sometimes it comes off, you know, too, you're just not authentic or something, you know? You and I didn't get a chance last night for a number of reasons, not the least of which was they weren't open. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> right. Because we, we, last night we went to a legitimate speakeasy. Right. But I also wanted to take you to another speakeasy to kind of compare against it. And since we didn't have the opportunity, I want to kind of try to like explain what it was. Yeah, sure. So right now at the Four Seasons, which is a very, very swanky hotel, like chain, uh, they have, at least in the location in Houston, a speakeasy. I'm not going to say the name of the speakeasy because I feel like that's kind of part of it, right? You have to yeah. know yeah. about it to know about it. And it was by appointment only when when you first when they first opened up and there was a waiting list for months. Well, I got on the waiting list. I'm not even going to get into all that. Point is, we finally got a chance to go. You go in and you tell the the people at the desk, like, hey, we're here for this, you know, the name of the speakeasy. And they say, oh, okay, go go have a seat. And then you just go and you hang out in the lobby. A woman came up to us. She was wearing a very lovely cocktail dress, black cocktail dress. She was holding a purse, which is interesting because, like, you know, if she was working, you wouldn't assume. Yeah, she wouldn't be having a purse. She wouldn't be having a purse. Right. And so, like, that, but the way that she she walked up to us kind of communicated, like, but she knew something. Right. You know what I mean? (laughs) So she invites us to come back with her and she takes us behind the desk into the back hallways. Now, at this point, we've stepped into the, the, like, the maintenance area, right? Of, of the hotel. Hotel. She gives us these little towels. We wash our hands. We go up this uh, like like elevator. We come out on the elevator into the upstairs kitchen of the restaurant. There's actually like this massive tomahawk steak they just brought out. It's like bubbling. And I'm like, forget the cocktails. Let me eat that. I want that. We go and then she takes us you know, through that and then up these other stairs and into this kind of not used room where there is a bookshelf. And on the bookshelf, there is a code. And she tells my wife the code. She plugs in the code and we push the thing oh open. Oh my God. And now we're in here. Oh my God. I want to say this though. That's incredible. It was it was quite the experience, kind of. But it felt a little forced. Maybe? It felt well, I was as I was going through it, I was trying to figure out like I I I love what's being done here, but it feels a little inauthentic. Yeah. And once we got to the the cocktail lounge, beautiful cocktail lounge, their cocktails are fantastic. The the bartender's awesome. 
absolutely awesome. I like I cannot say enough. Like this about the, that. Listen, it's the four seasons. Like you know they they do it up. Yeah, it's top and shelf. Absolutely, and like the entire thing from that point on was like a top shelf experience. But the getting there part of it felt a little a, a little fake. Yeah, and almost like almost like too much of a um, Rube Goldberg you know Ex- machine yes yes exactly <laughs> and here's what it is when we left we left out the bookshelf which the bookshelf was cool but we left out the bookshelf and then we realized that like we just walked around the corner and we we could have just done that to begin with we didn't oh, wow we didn't have to go through this like back area right and so the the honestly the cocktail lounge being behind a bookshelf is good enough you don't have to do all that extra all the stuff. other stuff just for the sake of doing it exactly so all right so there's that I want to add another, kind of a third speakeasy-esque experience. There is a steak restaurant in Jackson, Mississippi. Uh, okay, oh gosh, I'm going to forget the name of it, but it's, you know where like North Park Mall is? Yeah, you're talking about Tico's. Tico's. Yep. You ever been back in their back room? I have not. Oh, but you know about their back room? I've heard about it. Okay, so. I'm not cool enough to get back there. But this this is, okay, this is my <laughs> point. Hey, yes you are. <laughs> But you might not have friends with enough money to get you back. Right, right, right. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. It ain't about cool. (laughs) But so they, Tico's, which is a, it's okay. I mean, like, you know, it's, Tico's is great. It's great. It's fine. It's it's good. It's a a good steakhouse. It's a good steakhouse. It's a good steakhouse. To get to this room, you do have to go through the kitchen. Like, and you have to go through the kitchen to get there. There's nothing fake about this. This fact that this is like deep in there hidden. (laughs) And on top of that, the fact that you know about it and you've never been there and you're John David Cole, like the most connected (laughs) tobacconist. Like I've been back there because multi-million dollar deals were being done for the company that I was working with. And we were like bringing people in from another company. Like it's a whole, whole, politicians go back. Like that's right. It is like, it is a exclusive type room, right? I can't get back there now, but like back in my, like, you know, back, the day and so like that is authentic yeah you know it's authentic it's it's, it's mildly dirty you know what i mean like yeah, that it sure. is so cut off from that standpoint but that's an authentic kind of speakeasy it's a different kind of a speakeasy experience the one that we went to last night this is a big i know this is a big lead up but i think it's important because the one that we went to last night has that perfect amount of exclusivity you can't just show up all the time no i mean you can during the day but like when when like the jazz is playing and the music is playing it's unassuming in the way that you walk up it looks like an old maybe gas station kind of unidentified building right. whatever you had to have no idea when you step in that you're stepping into history and you're stepping into a place where you're going to get craft cocktails some of the best cocktails you've ever had and you're going to hear some of the best music coming through houston yeah and it doesn't matter who you are everybody can come here you got to have a reservation right you know what i mean like so you got to plan but like you don't have to be fat cat McGillicuddy up at the you know at the at the corporate <laughs> the big office oil executive or whatever exactly yeah. anybody yeah. anybody and everybody is welcome there and at the but at the so it it, it but you got to know it's this perfect merger yeah is what I'm saying yeah and so that is why here for this speakeasy we're gonna be taking people to the ready room in Houston Texas yeah. Man, I'm I'm about to throw it to us back then so that people can hear and like listen to the room and kind of like experience that with us, kind of like we did with the the haircut um, yeah. episode. But just before we do, just what are you, what were your thoughts going into this? And and I didn't know what to expect. I didn't know if we were going to go, you know, behind a curtain or, uh, you know, if it was, uh, you know, some nondescript building or what it was. It it uh, was really, really interesting. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. The car. You were like, so what? So. What are we about to do, Bo? What like, are we doing? I, no I really, I, I said that. I literally said, I was like, so what are, what are we doing? 
Yeah. And uh, he was like, well, we're going to go to this place. And he kind of turns into this, uh, you know, a uh, little one story building that you'd kind of, you know, just on the side of the road. It's like, eh, maybe that was the old office space or, you know, gas station or I don't know, maybe it was a, a like old, quick mark. Type yeah, deal. who knows? I mean, but it's just like nondescript, uh, you know, dark, uh, dark windows. And um, man, you, you, you open the door that's uh, totally un, you know, unadvertised or anything. And all of a sudden you're in this uh, beautifully appointed bar. It's just so gorgeous. Yeah. And um, it was really, really special. Yeah. All right, man. Well, let's take him to ready room. Y'all enjoy our visit with Cody and, uh, and uh, enjoy, enjoy the sound of us enjoying some cocktails as well as hearing some stories from the ready room. Cody, I feel like we're kind of in your hands, although, John, you did mention there was something you wanted to get. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'd like to order, I know it's not on your happy hour list, but I just, no, it, looked, it looked really good to me, this uh, kind of Zydeco. Zydeco. Yeah. yeah. Can you kind of describe that a little bit? Like, it's actually Rudy's cocktail. Is it really? So, yeah. yeah, so um, it's a play off a, uh, an, an original cocktail called the Martinez, mm. which is the precursor of a martini. Oh. Yeah, so the original one was uh, maraschino vermouth gin. And so what he did was he took the vermouth aspect, which is a fortified wine, switched it up and made it into a dessert wine by using uh, Lay and Pinot de Chirin. Right. Oh, yeah, Pinot de I Chirin. saw that and yeah. I was like, I, you know, I know I'm a redneck, but I don't know what that is. <laughs> <laughs> it's just another kind of simple yeah. way of saying like a fortified dessert wine. That's great. Okay. Yeah. So okay. he did that. He chose the gin, infused it with a little bit of chamomile to kind of give it that little floral note. Nice. And then instead of using maraschino, which is a dry cherry liqueur, he used uh, this uh, eau de vie here. Yeah, it's called Pierce uh, Blosser. Okay. So it's distilled from the actual fruit. So this one, I believe, is a raspberry. So it still gives it that floral note. It's still boozy enough to where it's not too overly sweet. Yeah. So yeah. That sounds great. That Let's, I'll take one of those. That sounds awesome. Yes. And I'm going to do, uh, what's, what's the coffee drink I'll do with the, the cinnamon? espresso martini? Yes. Yeah. I'm going to do the espresso martini. Yeah. <laughs> You're going to like the presentation of this. That's concert, great. I think. Yeah. Now I'm going to have the master make yours, and I'll make the espresso right here. Oh, that's right, awesome. That's good. A little bit of a five spice syrup that we make in-house. Okay. It's a Chinese five spice. So you've got a fiddle, clove, uh, a little bit of star anise, Szechuan peppercorn. No cinnamon. way. I've never heard of anything like that. Yeah. That's awesome. What is that? Chinar is, I'll show you the actual bottle. It's a, something called an Amaro, kind oh, of like Campari, Aperol. Yeah, I've seen that stuff before. Yeah, yeah. Uh, their, their claim to fame is that it's made with artichokes, but it has got like numerous amount of different ingredients. Right. So it's like bittersweet, but it's got a lot of coffee, like some chocolate note to it, so it uh-huh. plays well with the cold brew. Oh, that's awesome. And it's just bitter enough to where it doesn't taste overly sweet. Like some of these espresso martinis around when they add like chocolate liqueur and maybe right. whatever they do. Right. Anytime you get a martini, it's basically a giant shot. You know, it's like you're just kind of admitting, like, I probably need to go to group therapy. You know what I mean? But 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 I'm not but I'm not repenting of it. Like I want it. <laughs> I love a martini. Dude. It's so awesome. That is beautiful. This this is the magic right here. <laughs> wouldn't believe how many people try to smoke this. <laughs> All right, so right now you're actually torching the cinnamon, a, uh, yeah. the cinnamon stick. Okay. It's just uh, purely for aromatic. Like when you yeah, get fresh sure. espresso in the morning, you smell those smells and stuff. Yeah. We kind of wanted to give the same effect with a little wow factor. So people have actually tried to put the cinnamon stick in their mouth and take oh, a Oh, they'll bump. try. They think it's like a little mini right. cigar kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Oh, that's beautiful. 
and uh, the name Continental Zydeco. There was actually a. Uh, so Houston was known as like one of the birthplaces for Zydeco. Right. Because all Zydeco is is just blues music, Texas blues mixed with Cajun music. Cajun right. Music. Yeah, yeah. So uh, there was actually a club here called the Continental Club. Okay. So that's why he kind of put two of it. It's just a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. a lot of our programs here are based off of Houston history, the war, and stuff like that. I noticed that. I, you know, I was like, he showed me the happy hour menu, and I was like, that's eh, great, but I want, I want one of your, you know, premium cocktails. Yeah. Like, look at that. That's awesome. Look at that. Baby. Thank you, sir. Cheers. Cheers. You just became classy. I did. Pinky's out. Pinky's out. Hey, there that's we are. Right. Yeah, so my name is Cody Northcutt. I'm one of the managing partners here at the Ready Room, which is a cocktail jazz lounge in the Heights in Houston, Texas. All right. Yeah. And uh, so, you know, the I love the Ready Room. When I first moved to Houston and I was looking for where do I find live music, yeah. and at first everyone was like, well, you can't really, like, for what you're looking for, you're not going to be able to find it in Houston. And then some, like, su- suddenly it started to kind of get around like, well, I mean, there's... It's the ready room. Yeah. I was like, oh, what's the ready room? And it's like, oh, you know, you get, if you know about the ready room, but you gotta you gotta get a reservation. You can't just like show up. <laughs> yeah. It's you gotta, like you gotta get ready. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and honestly, man, like uh, ever since it's become like my go-to spot. I absolutely love it. Thank here. you, man. I, there's a there's a history connected with the ready room as well. Is that correct? Like, oh, absolutely. Yeah. T- yeah. T- talk, talk a little about so the history. It was actually um, this building that we're in is actually well over 100 years old. Oh wow. Yeah. So um, it originally was a meeting hall for the women's hypes movement back in the early 1900s, and then it became a little small mom and pop food store. The uh, owners used to actually live in the house across the street. Yeah. Um, they're long gone now. Right, right. But then it was mostly known for what everybody knew it for from the late 40s to the early 90s was the ready room, spelled R-E-D-D-I. Huh. And it was an off-the-beaten-path blues dive bar. Oh, wow. So you've had, you've had greats in here from uh, Big Mama Thornton. Um, uh, let's see, Milton Hopkins, Lightning John Hopkins. Uh, I had a guy during the build-out told me he remembers seeing Elvis here way back in the day. How about that? Don't know how much of that is true, <laughs> but he was like 90. I'm not going to take it away from him. <laughs> right, right. Um, but, yeah, it was like, it wasn't the... BB King is another one, sorry. But um, it, it wasn't the, the main stage area. It right. was where they used to gather after their shows and just kind of kick it and hang out, like, just their little local after spot. Yeah. Yeah, so that lasted all the way to the 90s, and it was like a nail salon, some storage unit. And then we kind of wanted to bring back that feel of this was Houston. The music was a big musical hub. Yeah. And it's oh, not really yeah. happening like that no more. So we kind of wanted to bring that aspect back. That's awesome, man. Yeah. And so, I mean, like, y'all have been very true to, I think, like, the, the musical vibe of the place. Like, you know, so we're, we're, we're here right now. We're kind of meeting with you during, you know, Wednesday during the day. But, like, you know, you come in, like, on a Thursday night, on a Friday night, on a Saturday night. This place is, like, jamming. Talk about some of yeah. the, the music that y'all have kind of come through. Yeah, so it's mostly all jazz acts. We, uh, we go through a company called Vanguard entertainment yeah. um, so every Thursday we have rotating bands so it's different cats around town local musicians all the time that um, that get together play very free form like they meet each other the day of or a couple days before and they, it's true jazz and it's natural environment oh that's awesome and, they, and they're so good at their craft that they, they know how to play off of each other yeah. Yeah. and then on Fridays and Saturdays we have our house band Tribeca and these guys, they just blow the roof off. Oh, they're fantastic. Oh, yeah. They'll have one or two different musicians coming in, sitting in. You'll see musicians coming in off the street that just kind of play one song with them and dip out. Right. It's, it's very, it's a, it's a cool little vibe. Yeah, that, that has been something I've noticed is that, like, every once in a while, like, you just, it's almost like the music, like, you, you know, you go to, like, those plays 
where it's like the cast is actually in the audience, yeah. you know, and they'll like, like pop up. Every once in a while, somebody will pop up there and like like start jamming out with them, go yeah. back. That's like, to me, that kind of communicates, okay, this is a musician's kind of spot Absolutely. right here. And it is like a hub nut. Yeah. So talk a little bit about, you know, kind of the vibe here, because you know, as you mentioned, the building itself, you know, it's been around for some time. It's been a lot of different things. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you might, like, look out, you know, from like from outside, not really know which, what, what to expect. And then you walk in, you instantly kind of get the feel of history. There's kind of a, a, you know, you do get that instant kind of jazz feel. Right. And you're also inundated with all of these, like, beautiful spirits from, like, you know, your high-end uh, whiskeys and liquors. You guys have an amazing cocktail menu. Talk about, like, what does that take to kind of cultivate that, that speakeasy like a like a feel where you can kind of step in and instantly be surrounded be transported by. back in time yeah music was a big thing history like of Houston it's always been a melting pot so we kind of wanted to bring that to the forefront in all of our cocktail creations that's why on previous menus we've had our menu broken down by the wards of Houston yeah. all the ingredients were uh, culturally what those wards were drinking at the time yeah. Yeah, yeah. all the names of history associated to those wards we just really wanted to be the first cocktail bar that's all about Houston yeah, I'm sure there's other ones out there, but we, we kind of wanted to take that a little further. Yeah, And uh, with the music, that just goes right in hand to what it used to be, the Ready Room. Yeah. Like I said, Houston was a big jazz and blues hub back in the day. Now it's kind of disintegrated to where you don't really see a live music scene in Houston. So we just kind of wanted to be like Marty McFly and just bring all that <laughs> stuff back. And it's, it's pretty cool the way people see it, they operate it, and the vibe once you walk in. Like outside it looks like a little small, non-disclosed brick building that most yeah. people think were closed. Yeah, you just kind of pass right by it. Yeah, and then we have we have no signage, so if you know about it, you know exactly. about it. Exactly, yeah. yeah, yeah. And if you don't, hopefully somebody will tell you or you just stumble on in. That's what makes it really authentic to me, though. It's like you don't you don't have to try to be cool. Like you just yeah. you just are cool, and like and, and people find out, you know. And, yeah. and if they don't, then they probably shouldn't. <laughs> and if they, they don't, you know, like I said, maybe someone will tell. Them. <laughs> right, but, um, right. Oh, but, that's great. Yeah, when you walk in, we got wood panels, um, copper tones on the ceiling. There's an old 200 year old piano on the side of the building. Like it's you come in and you're transported, you feel more relaxed. Yeah. yeah. The whole hub up of the week you just kinda of put to the side. We have no TVs. Right. It's a bar, talk to people, find out about people. Yeah. Yeah. And y'all are big too on like this when you've got like the, the music plan, there's not it's not you know, it's a big space but y'all don't y'all don't do standing room. Like the, the point is that you've got a chair, you gotta you have to yeah. sit down. Yeah, yeah t- right. talk about the philosophy there. Well, before COVID hit, we were we, we used to pack this place out like sardines. And then COVID hit, and then bars had to be very careful on how you sat people, sure, distancing. And so that kind of led us to the appointments thing. Yeah. Because we have on our window out front by appointment only, which before COVID was an inside joke. Who doesn't have an appointment to drink, guy? <laughs> but um, after COVID, we're like, we should probably use that. Yeah. And so... It just took on a whole new vibe of people want to come in. They don't like to be in like those clubby scenes where you're getting bumped and you have to yes, wait yeah. 25 minutes to even get to the bar top to order a drink. Right, right. It's more of like an adult pace. No, you, you, you yeah. created like it's it's one of those things where you know limitation always breeds innovation, and I think that like that really kind of happened in that yep. because it it creates that more classy scene, like 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 you said, much more adult, much more like a really cool vibe that does transport you back to those like classy, you know, ideal clubs back in the day where you get your table and your your martini and the jazz band is playing and everything and it's you know, maybe there's a dance floor but maybe not. And it just I, I love it man. I think you're the good fellas. Absolutely exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so all right, when I think about spots like this, you know, I've, I've 
dabbled more recently into kind of cocktail history and, and you, you, you track all of these different cocktails to these little bars and they have all this history. I got to imagine when you're kind of crafting a cocktail menu, you know, in some ways you're, as you say, kind of like paying homage to the city, but you also are kind of potentially setting up the next cocktail that'll be in recipe books for, you know, years to come. If you had to hang your hat on like one of y'all's cocktails, it's like, this is something you've got to try that is like custom and special to the ready room. What would it be? Well, we do have a list of house staples. I mean, we're known for old-fashioned. Um, then again, what a bar isn't, to be honest, in this day and age. Um, one thing that we do well here besides the espresso martini Ooh, is, good, the, uh, man. is our Sazerac, actually. Yes. Yeah, Y'all make a good Sazerac. Because yeah. we, we actually pay homage to what a Sazerac was. It was made with cognac, not rye. Right. Most right. people make it with rye now. Yeah. So I really wanted to hone in on that one, what we did, and uh, use cognac that was very similar to the day of... Use a, a very special syrup that we make in house, the five spice, the Chinese five spice, to kind of give it what it would be like to have a Sazerac back in those days. Nice. Yeah, yeah. So that would be one I'd probably hang my. All right, head. that's my next drink. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good one, man. Well, great. Well, um, uh, Ready Room. How can folks find out more, learn more about it? Um, yeah. yeah. Um, you can absolutely go visit any one of our social media sites. I think it's uh, Ready Room HDX. Uh, you can go to our website, which is ReadyRoomHDX.com. We have info about the bands, how to, you know, where we're at, what our cocktails are, some of the stuff we've done in the past. Yeah. Let's say, let's say someone's visiting Houston. You know, they're on a business trip, and it's one of those big nights that y'all are packed. What's the best way for them to plan to get here? Like, should they try to arrive really early? Do they need to call and try to make an a res- make a reservation? Like, um, so if they're gonna do a big business meeting, yeah, you can always contact us through because uh, we don't have a landline. So it's all on yeah. social media. It's all on, you know, you can Google chat us. You can go to right. our website and chat us. Of course you don't have a landline. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, but we do have a, a, a pay phone, though. That's great. Yeah, <laughs> I know, right? Yeah. It's like the last one left in Houston. Right. Yeah. yeah. I, I love telling um, 26-year-olds to call their Uber on it. Right. See what yeah. happens. Here's a quarter. Yeah. <laughs> when they do they, they do a double authentic, like authentication, like confirmation with, with your reservation as well. Right. And, like, so this is the thing. We, we kind of learned the hard way. But I got to say, the Ready Room also has, like, the nicest bouncer. <laughs> Nicest well. bouncer. Nicest yeah. bouncer. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, I was, when it's me and, and my wife is with me and she's dressed to the nines, everybody's nice. But right, still. Right. <laughs> I'm going to kick you out, but it's going to be with a smile. Right, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be like, well, let's go. But it's like, we showed up, like, do you have a reservation? Oh, no. Like, yeah, on a Friday night, you're going to need a reservation. And they, they tried and they didn't have an open, y'all didn't have an open seat. And it's like, all right, all right, it's cool. Yeah. And then we, we, we thought we made the reservation, but we didn't get the confirmation. So it was like, yeah, I was yeah. like, oh, we missed the confirmation. And so that night, they were able to actually, like, accommodate us, and, like, there was, like, a benchman in the back and everything, and y'all were so kind to us and everything else, we were able to enjoy it. And then, like, the next night is when we had the confirmation, and, like, the same bouncer every single time, and he recognized us, he's like, I was pulling for (laughs) y'all. I'm on your team, I promise. So the the moral of the story is, plan ahead, check your email, all that kind of stuff. Well, when it's good, you got to, man. Yeah, you got to. That's it. It's it's certainly a vibe, and it's very intimate in here, great date night spot. Yeah. It's a very low-lit, red candle. Jazz, it's, yeah. it's the whole night. That's what you want. Cody, I gotta throw this in because, of course, you're a pipe smoker. Yeah. Um, man, do you have a favorite blend? What are you smoking these days? Uh, right now, I actually go to the cigar shop on 19th Street here in the Heights. Okay. And um, they have one called like a buttered rum blend number five that yeah. I've been really hitting up. Interesting. Hard, yeah. Oh, so make, make the room smell good, that kind of thing. Absolutely. Yeah. And I'm a big rum guy, so. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. What's good. The... But uh, yeah, no, when oh, I go cool. in there, I'm much like food shopping. I know what I want. I'm I know, right? I'm yeah. not talking. That's right. <laughs> I talk for a living. I'm there to do this. I'm there to do business. Dude, he gets it. He's. <laughs> 
Retail recognizes Cody like talks for a living. He's behind this counter. When he gets out of here, he wants to shut up. He wants to go home. He's yeah. like, put on his favorite yeah. TV, loosen his belt, you know. Yeah, throw my Devo slips, smoke my pipe. Right. That's hang. exactly right. Yes, sir. That's fantastic. You're, uh, you're in good company. So. Well, awesome. Great. Well, thank you so much for allowing us to do this. Oh, thank uh, you for having me. Man, big shout out to Cody and the good folks at the Ready Room. You know, they make quality products. And if you're looking for more quality products and the finer things in life, we highly encourage you to check out our friends at Missouri Meerschaum. That is right, man. Missouri Meerschaum. Uh, we love them so much and thank them for sponsoring this show. Of course, the Back to Our Roots series of pipes that we are so excited to talk about uh, has been real fresh and exciting. Um, beautiful uh, light stained pipes that uh, come in three different corncob shapes, one hardwood shape, and of course they have a beautiful um, acrylic uh, green stem, which is just very lovely. So uh, you can get it in the Maddox, the Bracken, the Boone, or the Xenon, and uh, they're all very affordable and available at corncobpipe.com. And big thanks to our friends at Missouri Mission for sponsoring the show. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Pipe question of the week. Pipe question of the week this week coming in from John Coatney, who says, uh, he says this is technically a cigar question. It's just kind of appropriate, all things considered. He says, listening to a recent Finer Things episode on cigars. Fantastic episode, by the way. John David made a comment about how walking away from a half-finished cigar and coming back to it several hours later is a bad idea, much like doing something similar with a bowl of tobacco. This made me think about the delayed gratification technique which I've heard about but not really tried. I know some guys swear by it and make a habit of lighting a bowl or even several bowls intended for the following day, the night before. I'd be interested uh, to hear y'all's thoughts on this. The delayed, ca- is this a thing? You're looking at me like you have never heard of this in your life. No, never have. So so lighting the bowl. They, they make a habit of lighting a bowl or even several bowls intended for the following day. Okay, lighting or packing? He says lighting. Okay, now I've heard of people packing bowls and then saving them for later. Right. right? So you pack your bowl and then you're like, oh, this is going to be exciting. I can't wait to smoke this. And then you, you light it later. But lighting a bowl? I guess like, like maybe like an initial char like, type like situation. Like a charring light? Yeah. And then you save that? for. I've never heard of that in my life. I, I, I don't... I, I would I, imagine I, you wouldn't recommend it. I Well, I... Having never tried it. Don't knock it till you try it. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, I, the, the thing is, you, 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 whenever you set flame to tobacco, you are changing the chemical properties of said tobacco. And so, um, you know, it's going to immediately 
uh, taste different and affect all the flavors that the, the tobacco leaves around it. Uh, the aroma is going to affect it and all that other stuff. And, and frankly, a lot of things that are just uh, half smoked or have been, you know, around flame uh, previously, they, they start to taste a little stale. So, yeah. so as far as lighting a tobacco and then coming back to it later and that in some way being a good thing, I, that's, that's new to me. I, I've, ne- I've never heard that. Man. Well, never, there you go. Never heard that. So, uh, if this is something you do, we want to hear from you. Yeah, y'all what? educate us on this one. This what? is this Let is new know. for us. Yeah, the old uh, delayed gratification technique. <laughs> yeah, I'm all about delayed gratification. I think that's you know in general a good like life practice in a lot of things. Yeah. But, uh, this does seem to push the envelope in many ways. That's so. funny. Yeah. There you go. No, cool. Great question, John. Hey, if you got a pipe question for us, and in the show, that's show at countrysquareradio.com. Your, your thoughts, thoughts, your, your comments. comments. Listener feedback. Listener feedback this week coming in from Eric Karlowski. Of course, we love Eric up in uh, Grand Rapids, Michigan. It says, John, David, and Bo, my wife and I are interested in hosting another Lord of the Rings pairing day. Oh, yeah, I gave Eric such a hard time for uh, this. Oh, yeah. Yep. like So this is great. When I saw Eric in uh, Grand Rapids last, he was talking about, you know, because they, they had done this. We had done our, our Hobbit feasting pairings where we paired various hobbit meals with various pipe tobaccos with the notion that this is intended for fictional characters (laughs) who have the ability to eat and enjoy that much pipe tobacco in the course of 24 hours no that's right yeah these Uh, these are fictional characters they're not human characters Mm -hmm. and eric was like hold my beer and so (laughs) (laughs) so he he, so he's he's apparently want to do this again he says this year we thought we do it on or near September 22nd, which is Bilbo Baggins' birthday. However, in order to do this, we need your help. We need another seven mil pairing with seven pipe tobaccos as we watch either Lord of the Rings or Hobbit movies. I've given you both enough time to make wise choices here. May Smog not destroy with his eternal fire. Best regards. Here's what I'll do for you, Eric. Here's what I'm going to propose. Yeah, that, that this is a lot. This is a lot. Um, first of all, that was a great series. We had so much fun with that. Yeah. Like, and I kind of surprised you with that one too. And yeah, you killed it. Like yeah, you did we, such a great yeah, job with it. Thanks. We had fun. Yeah. Uh, what I would like to propose, cause I, 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 again, I, that amount of food and pipe tobacco at a 24 hour, uh, standpoint is just not recommended. Should, should not be consumed. And this is from two people who love food and love pipe tobacco. <laughs> and we are telling you. And look you, like hobbits. And yeah. look like, we look like hobbits. Exactly. <laughs> and we are telling you, don't do it. That said. Um, I do think it would be cool. I was inspired by a recent tobacco talk we did. What if we did, instead of a, a Hobbit pairing of specific meals with specific pipe tobacco, what if we kind of did a a selection of this particular pipe tobacco is best at this time of day as it reflects with the Hobbit meal plan? What? And so what I'm saying is like, what would be your, and you know, because before we're like, here's the meal, here's the whole thing. Now it's like, okay, First breakfast. This is like a good first breakfast tobacco. This is like a good second breakfast tobacco. I, you know that one's already done for us. We know which one that was going to be. Um, you know you this eleven Z's, eleven C's luncheon. luncheon and dinner and supper and you know like all of that. Okay, I think it could be cool. We'll kick it around. Okay, I'm just trying to help Eric out. Without getting them killed. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? All right, man. So there you go. Uh, 
Yeah, man, finer things. We had a great time, man. It was so nice meeting Cody and uh, getting to go to this exclusive place that, frankly, I there's no reason at all I would have known about this at all. Um, but that's the nature of a speakeasy. Absolutely. Is getting to find these hidden gems that are tucked away that, uh, you know, once you know about them, you're kind of in. And, um, man, the ready room is that place. If you're ever in Houston, uh, plan ahead because you, you need to That's right. You need to plan ahead. But if you are and you can make it work, uh, it'll it'll be worth your time. And Houston's a reservation town in, 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 uh, in general, but absolutely. Absolutely, man. If y'all go to, if you're in Houston, head out to the Ready Room. Let them know you heard about it on Country Squire Radio. Uh, give Cody a shout out as well, fellow pipe smoker. You know, I gotta 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 represent. That's right. Yep. <laughs> right, man. Well, hey, let's go have a day. See you, brother. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.